You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. This is attempt number two to record this episode. Um, our fans don't know that we actually a week ago tried to record this episode and something happened and we lost half the episode. Yeah. And now my dog won't stop barking. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, that's, you know, that happens. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see how things go. The- it's, a, it's a bummer too, because it was a really good episode. And it's funny because we, what we lost was we didn't lose half the episode as in, oh, we've got a 30 minute episode there. And then it just cuts out. We have uh, an almost an hour of a one side of a conversation. All of my audio is there and none of yours is. So it's just one side of a conversation for an hour. (laughs) So I suggested that Mike put it up on our website as like bonus content. (laughs) I think I will. I think some of our fans out there will enjoy that. So I'll throw that out there. You'll get my side of this same conversation that we're about to have today uh, as we try to re-record this episode. Though maybe some of our opinions have changed since we did that. I don't know. You know, thinking of our lists a little bit more, we might have been, hey, I actually ranked this a little lower or higher than I should have. Yeah, we'll see. Um, It's funny. I really, yeah, it's... We were in the groove. Who's to say we're no, you know, we might not be in the groove today. We might be really angry. (laughs) It was an exceptional episode that we, that we lost. Like it was pretty good. We were both on par. It was a great conversation. Um, Your dog was way more relaxed. Yeah. It was a great episode. So yeah, we don't know what today we'll, we'll do our best though. This, this will be fun. It's nice to look back anyway on all of all of the year and all the films that we reviewed. And I think that's why the episode was so good. So the content's the same this week. I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. And I will just add, it, it, it was a very good way. It was a very 2020 end to 2020 for the show. Oh, like losing half the recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very <laughs> kind of fit. <laughs> you know, you know, almost a year of recording from home. It was only a matter of time before something like that happened. So. Oh, absolutely. Thank God it didn't happen when we were with the CBC people. Oh, I, oh yeah. I couldn't imagine <laughs> having to put a guest through that. Yeah, so it survived. It's a, it, like all the CBC stuff, no problem. We had our movie club immediately after. We had four people on constantly, and yet no problem. It was when you and I sat down for like what seemed like the first time in a long the time. The recap episode. Yeah, the recap episode. It's like, no, it's not going to work. Um, but yeah, today we're going to have a really fun discussion. Taylor and I are going to go through every movie we saw in 2020. We're going to talk about our rankings. We're going to rank them. And and what I like to say in, in the fun phrase is, we're going to tell you what was the best of the worst and the worst of the best. So we're going to go through and say, of all of our skippets, if you absolutely had to watch another movie again, which one would it be? And we're going to have to pick one. And that's tough because there's a lot of not great movies on these lists. It was a it was a slow year. Although, so um, Wendy from the screening room put out her kind of her own year in review for the theater. And... I was reading other people's answers because that was included in the in the year in review email she sent. And I thought, wow, other people have watched way more movies than I did this year. Did you find did you read the email? I did, yeah. I found that um some of the movies that people were recommending I had seen, but I kind of forgot about. And and not necessarily because the movies were bad, but because it just was the timing I think of watching them. Like there was a good stretch in the summer where, where I watched a lot of movies, but I just, with everything going on, I was, I think I was just less focused. (laughs) So I did find that there was a lot of people who watched a lot of movies out there. And there's a lot of movies that people brought up that I went, Oh yeah, I did see that. That was pretty good. So we're going to get started with a couple fan questions, just a few things that we have to address before we move forward. 
Um, the, <laughs> the last episode that we did record and lost, we didn't have fan questions, but we did get some uh, coming into this week because this isn't a pre-record. So um, we've got uh, we got a, a kind of a theme here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just read all three of the people who emailed these questions in, and then Taylor and I will respond. So Josh had a couple different questions, a few that we're going to address later, Josh, because they're they're big questions. So we'll talk about them next week. But one of the questions was, is he wanted to know what does 2021 hold in store for screening in Kingston? Very calm, rational question. And then we've got Stephanie, who also emailed in and said, so I've been listening to your past couple episodes, and I'm a little concerned about what's happening in 2021. Do you have a plan for screening in Kingston? How long is the show going to continue for? And then Austin wrote in and said, I'm really concerned with this next lockdown that we're not going to be getting much more screening in Kingston as new movies are probably going to be pushed once again. Do you have any idea how that will affect screening in Kingston in 2021? Um, so we're not going anywhere, number one. <laughs> so, I don't know what we said that made people think that way, <laughs> but we're not going anywhere. So don't worry about that. Maybe um, they just hate, because the last couple of episodes we've been plugging our new movie club, which is going to kind of be like um, movies drawn from a hat. And maybe they're thinking, how long can that last? <laughs> or they're thinking they're clearly on their last hoax. Yeah. They're yeah. just randomly picking movies out of a hat. Okay, that's true. And this this movie club will be, you know, a couple weeks long, like the previous ones were. And that'll probably take us to, we've got the Reel Out Film Festival coming up that's going to do digital stuff at the end of January and early February. We've covered that festival before. We've had Matt on several times who runs that festival. Maybe we can invite him back. Like that will be kind of a cool thing we can cover. And then into February, the Oscars are going to happen. They're going to be weird, but they are going to happen. So we're going to do something <laughs> around the Oscars. So I feel like the next couple of weeks will seem relatively normal for screening in Kingston. I think it's beyond that, that, that we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows. So we'll just, you know, we'll fly by the seat of our pants, but we're not going anywhere. We've always got fun ideas. We're still certainly going to review movies. Definitely. But um, I am curious as to what we said that gave people the impression that we are, we're on our way out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, let me know. Let us know. <laughs> Maybe we said something <laughs> that was weird. I don't know. Um, but uh, no, we're not going anywhere. So don't worry. Um, new episodes every week. But yeah, we might, we might have to get creative about what types of movies we talk about. That's why we do the movie clubs and usually they're fan suggested. So if you have suggestions or thoughts, keep sending them in. We'll, we'll get to them eventually. Um, but otherwise, yeah, if, if a streaming movie comes out that's new that we both want to review, we'll review that too. Mike, do you want to just remind our listeners how the next movie club is going to work? Sure. Yeah. So the next movie club is going to kick off next week. What we're doing is we're going to pick two films each week out of a hat. So it's random. We've taken all your suggestions that we're taking from fans. We're throwing it into a hat and we're pulling out two movies. And this idea came from Tyler Vance because this is something that he's actually done before. And the idea is we're going to talk about these two movies as basically like a viewing pair. Are there comparisons that we can draw between them? Are there themes that connect between the two movies? We don't know. That's all going to kind of be part of the discussion that comes out. Is there no way to connect them? That's also probable because I'm looking at the movies people have sent in. I don't think there's a lot of connections we can make, but we'll try. Um, so if you want to participate, there's still lots of time. We're accepting movies till next Monday. So that's the 11th of January by 5 p.m. So by 5 p.m., make sure you have sent in an email. It can literally just be a list of movies. There's no other restrictions that we're putting on them other than they have to be they have to be appropriate enough for us to talk about. So they have to be a movie you'd go see in a theater. Um, maybe it's something that you've seen before, you really like, you want to hear us talk about. Maybe it's something we've never discussed and you think, oh, you guys missed this movie and it was really good. Um, we've already got a bunch of suggestions, so keep sending those in and you can participate every week by watching along with us. And when are you going to draw the first two movies? So we're going to draw the first two movies next episode. Okay. So the episode that comes out January 12th, we're going to draw that. So January 12th's episode is going to be kind of a, a normal one, though I'm about to get to Josh's questions. That'll take up part of the episode because he's asked us to do something kind of big. Um, and at the end of that episode, we'll draw the two movies, giving everyone one week to watch the movies. So each week starting next week, 
the episode will end with the physical drawing of the of the you know the names of the movies out of the hats yeah each pick will be done and you're going to see well you're not going to see but you'll hear our live reaction because taylor and i will have no idea what's coming out of this hat that's probably (laughs) what i'm most excited for yeah like what are these what are these two movies going to be each week yeah yeah and not knowing until that week what we're doing is interesting because i know we fly by the seat of our pants but we often discuss oh these movies are coming out or oh we'd like to see this like we often have that this will be like okay we now know and have to go find these movies yeah so normally we're very ethical about how we get our movie content. We're, maybe we won't disclose where we find some of these movies this time around. Yeah, we won't. We won't discuss that. Uh, but but yeah, that's how the movie club. Just find work. the movie, watch it. We're gonna talk about it. Find it, watch it. I mean, a lot of people have been great. A lot of people have sent in movies that are on streaming services. That's obviously helpful, um, especially because. Even in Kingston, we, we are in a lockdown. It, it, as lockdown lifts, uh, we have a really great movie renting store in Kingston called Classic Video that has everything. Um, so if you're in Kingston, it's easier to find uh, certain movies. But with the lockdown, it is harder. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, but anyway, other than that, send in your suggestions. You have another week to do it. And then we'll start the movie clubs from a hat. Um, so Josh had two other there are technically three other questions that he he wants us to kind of think about. So I think we'll kick off next week's episode with with the answers to these questions because they need some some research. So Josh wants to know, and he says these are tough ones for you both. Can you rank the top ten movies of the last decade and the worst ten movies of the last decade? So that's our challenge. We're going to look back at the decade and come up with another list for next week. That would actually be good for maybe our Oscar episode. Or episode. A good lead into the Oscars yeah. to talk about uh, the kind of decade before. Yeah, I mean, that's actually, that's a good thought because this will be the the Oscars that ends a decade. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what's interesting? Until he wrote that, I kind of forgot that, oh yeah, like a decade's over. Yeah. <laughs> We're like entering the, twi- the, the 2020s. Which to me, it's so different than like when the 90s ended like if it, it, it's not quite the same the ending of a decade now doesn't feel quite the same maybe it's because of age <laughs> you know when you're younger things seem <laughs> crazier but i don't know I, I didn't really register that the decade was over it's just like the aughts like going from like like 09 to 2010 that didn't yeah. really feel like no. a change either but anyways no. Good question, Josh. And as a spoiler, Mike, I yep. sent you a picture of one of the top 10 <laughs> movies um, yeah. in on Netflix in Canada right now. Do you, I have a I have a suspicion that that might be on your worst movie list? Oh, for it's the on the worst movie list. Absolutely. It might be number one of the worst movies of the decade, but it, it has some competition. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty bad. It's definitely going to make my list. Do you want to tell our listeners what movie is trending currently? Well, it's a, a simple favor <laughs> is trending number what? What is it? Nine in Canada? Is that uh, like nine or eight? eight? Not luckily yeah. not number one, but like it doesn't in the matter. Top ten. Doesn't matter. There, there are, I can name 10 better movies on Netflix probably without even looking at the next Netflix queue. Like a, a simple favor is so bad. Why are people watching it? Just because you have nothing else to do? And the weird thing is, it's not even like a new movie. Yeah. It was it like was a summer. Like, a summer movie. Yeah, yeah. like summertime 2019. Yeah. It was so bad. It was terrible. And it's not, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than it's just bad. Everything that you can look at to dissect a film in any way, it does poorly. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what, why people are watching. Maybe they're just trying it out. I mean... I don't know. You know People's what choices. could be a draw though? Uh the two leads. What what's her yeah. name? Anna Kendrick and then the Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. They yeah, are I like guess. they're popular actresses. They are, yeah. They're but, popular. Um I just I saw that today while I was trying to find something to watch while eating my lunch. And I couldn't even wait. I had to text Mike right away. <laughs> Text yeah, him. you said you were gonna wait till we record the yeah. show, but you're like, I no, couldn't. no, no, I have to tell him now. <laughs> couldn't <laughs> anyway. believe that. I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like of all the movies, uh, um, so yeah, we're gonna go through. We're gonna go through each of the categories. So we've got see it, 
stream it, airplane it, and skip it, Taylor and I will go through, we'll remind you about what movies we saw and we ranked in those, and then we're just basically going to say, these are the best ones, these are the worst ones. It's going to be fun. And we're going to start with the good and end with the bad. So we're going to end the episode with our skip-its because I think that's <laughs> that's where the conversation gets really interesting. So um, let's let's go through see-its. Taylor, kick us off. Tell us um, tell us about the movies you gave a see-it this year and, and what, what are the best? How would you rank them? Sure, yeah. So um, funnily enough, going through these movies, you sent them to me in two separate emails. So I kind of compiled it into a list. And it was funny to review, just kind of look back the year. And like most things, your tastes change over the year. And some things that I said were see it, I would probably drop down to stream it. Things that I said see it, or sorry, things I said stream it probably would go up to see it. So um, some things did kind of move around based on original reviews. So my see it officially, these were the movies that um, I said see it originally. Um, was A Hidden Life. I saw that. That was one of the last movies I saw at the screening room. Actually, it might have been the last movie I saw at the screening room. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and someone sitting beside me was coughing. And this was before COVID was, like, officially a pandemic, obviously. Like, we were still going to the movies. And I remember thinking, like, kind of half jokingly like half serious like obviously I went to see it by myself so I didn't say anything to anyone but I remember thinking like ooh, like I really hope that guy doesn't have corona because we were still calling it corona we weren't even calling it COVID yet um so anyways uh a hidden life it was a see it then it's a see it now and in fact it's probably one of my the best movies I saw all year and that's not even saying um you know, we didn't see a lot this year and the stuff we did see wasn't necessarily great, but I think this movie really stands up uh, 2020 or not. Even if this was a, a year where lots and lots of good movies were coming out, I think A Hidden Life ranks with them. So A Hidden Life is still a see it for me. Um, I also ranked The Ravenous a see it. This was from our one of our early movie clubs, our um, Canadian film watching club. We kind of split it between CBC Gem. I think there was a couple Netflix and then there was Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. So yeah. The Ravenous was the uh, Quebecois movie about zombies. Um, when I was first looking at this list, I thought, I looked at it and I went, The Ravenous? What was that? So... <laughs> clearly clearly it's still not it's not still a see it for me no Um, i guess not you don't even really remember it so (laughs) i guess it didn't didn't have as much of a lasting impact as you originally thought it was it's well when you kind of you know you have to put everything in perspective right so when you're kind of looking at all the movies laid out in front of you um and you start comparing it to movies like a hidden life you're like no that's not really in the same category i still enjoyed it but it, to me it's not a see it uh i also have eurovision song contest the story of the of fire saga on my see it list this is still a see it for me i watched this on netflix and i did a netflix um a netflix watch party i think they're called that's when you you watch the movie simultaneously with someone else, like wherever they are. So I watched yeah. this with my best friend in Scotland and I was obviously here in Kingston. Um, still a see it, loved it. Thought it was great. Funny movie. Um, not Will Ferrell's best, but certainly a good Will Ferrell movie. Um, so Eurovision Song Contest, still a see it. Mank, I saw near the end of 2020. Um, I think it was kind of the last big movie I reviewed prior to our Christmas movies. Um, Mank's definitely still a see it. Um, I, I think I originally said that this in a normal year would be an Oscar contender and not just because it's 2020, but like a hidden life, this is like a solid movie um, that I think you can anticipate seeing a lot of Oscar buzz, buzz about. Yeah, especially in a year where there's not going to be a huge amount of competition. Yeah. I feel like from everything I've heard, like Mank's going to probably get a lot of buzz. But again, like this is, that being said, there's not a lot of competition this year. I still feel like it would hold its own in another year. Like a 20, yeah. if this came out in 2019, 
in my opinion, this was a very strong movie. The next movie I have on my see it list is The Five Bloods. Um, again, like in the grand scheme of things, this to me kind of becomes more of a stream it. It was a Netflix original, I believe. I don't think it was ever supposed to be in theaters. Do you remember, Mike? I don't remember hearing that it was supposed to be in theaters. Like, I'm pretty sure this is one of the like Spike Lee had a contract yeah. with Netflix to put this out. Like I'm, I'm like pretty sure I don't want to like necessarily be quoted on it, but I'm pretty sure I'd be like 95% sure it was always going to Netflix. Yeah. So, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, but I com- when I compare it to Mank or Hidden Life, it to me just isn't necessarily in the same category. So I would probably drop that down to a stream it, um, or maybe keep it a see it, but I, I don't, um, it's not as good as the other, as some of the other films that I really right. enjoyed, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, um, and that that's exactly the same thing I did. When looking at the list, it's like, does this belong with all these other films? Yeah. And you'd notice like things start to drop really quickly. Bill and Ted Face the Music um, is on my see it list. It's still a see it for me. I saw this um, probably in the summertime when the screening room was open again. I only saw three movies um, uh, during the pandemic in theaters before things got a little bit dicey again in the fall. Um, Mm. This was a really fun movie. Like, is this movie, in terms of sort of craftsmanship or filmmaking, is it as good as A Hidden Life or a Mank? No. But it was super, super enjoyable. It was really a lot of fun. Um, So to me, it's a see it. It still is a see it. We, I also had um, How to Be a Good Wife on my see it list. This was the um, one of the other movies that I saw um, at the screening room. It was a French sort of comedy, comedy drama, dramedy. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? Dramedy, um, yeah. Dramedy. <laughs> Originally, I had said it was a see it aside from the ending. Like, I really, really liked the movie. And then the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of the movie completely ruined it for me. It was one of those movies that had a really weird, misplaced music number and you had you had seen a movie that week that also had a really weird misplaced music number yeah and i remember us talking about how that was weird that we each had this movie where suddenly a music number would happen it was kind of like totally totally (laughs) unexpected like not with it remotely within the realm of the film (laughs) (laughs) so i would probably drop the how to be a good wife to stream it i think when you I think I was so starved for the theaters that I was really forgiving of a lot of things. Probably the same with like Defy Bloods, right? Like I just was starved for new content. Um, It was a fine movie. Like I don't think it was horrible, but it would probably be more of a stream it. And then my last see it of the year um, was The Coal Miner's Daughter. That was from another one of our movie clubs this was i think mm. our first movie club that was our the, first yeah. one yeah and it was um movies that taylor and mike will hate so we each picked, <laughs> picked by the other person yeah <laughs> what I a think, great idea that was yeah. it was a lot of fun so i picked the coal miner's daughter knowing that mike would hate it and spoiler he did hate it <laughs> i hated it <laughs> and that was the first one too i think it was how we kicked off yeah the, the movie club it was the first yeah. one so I really, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Sissy Spacek, I think, was really wonderful in the movie. It's about um, a country music singer in the kind of the 50s and 60s, Loretta Lynn. Um, she's a real singer, so it was a, it was a biopic. It was based on Loretta, Loretta Lynn. I think that's her name, right? Loretta Lynn? Loretta Lynn, yeah. Yeah. It's based on Loretta Lynn's um, autobiography um, of the same name. So I really enjoyed it. But again, kind of c- comparing the movies like over the year, to me, it probably isn't a see it. I would probably drop it down to a stream it. I really enjoyed it. I know Mike hated it. And I think it actually was pretty, um, it got really mixed reviews during the movie club. I don't think, I think it was almost evenly split or maybe not pretty quite. Even. Yeah. Yeah, pretty so I, it To me, it's like a soft see it more of a stream it so that's kind of my my see it category some things got bumped um in terms of what my like absolute favorites of the year were um a hidden life 
would be probably number one. Um, Eurovision Song Contest and Bill and Ted Face the Music would be kind of tied. Loved Mank. Mank is almost on the same tier as A Hidden Life. And then two movies that are actually in my Stream It category, which when we get to Stream It, I'll address. I would actually bop them up to a See It. Sonic, which Dan and I literally watched over the weekend. <laughs> we rewatched yeah, yeah. it on Amazon. Um, and Lovebirds were also kind of the best movies of the year for me. So right. Sonic uh, was, I think, literally the last movie I saw before the pandemic. I saw that at the big theater at Cineplex. And then Lovebirds was a movie that I streamed on Netflix, which was one of those movies that I'm pretty sure was supposed to go to theater, but then ended up getting bumped to streaming platforms. So yeah. Um, just as a recap, my favorite movies of the year, A Hidden Life, Mank, Eurovision, Bill and Ted, Sonic, and Lovebirds. Yeah, it's interesting how how looking back on things, sometimes these movies get bumped up or down, depending upon, like, things can sit with you and grow on you, or vice versa. Or, for, like, or I, I you that. forget about them completely, like the ravenous. <laughs> yeah, you just forget that it was a thing. Um, yeah, my my see it's I also have a pretty short list of see it's because again, we didn't see a lot of movies this year. And we saw a lot of movies that weren't great. Um, I only have eight see it's. Um, and at least four of them were not like movies that came out this year, they were connected to our movie clubs. So it's interesting <laughs> that, that you end up I, there's only a couple movies, but but my my top five are all kind of movies that pretty much came out this year. So um, I'll kind of go through that. Um, a couple just notes like we had. So C Captain America, the first Avenger was on my see it. I put it at the bottom of my list just because it's not the best of the superhero movies anyway. It was one of the ones I picked for our movie club because I was like, well, this is a the way I tried to approach it was these are movies that on the surface Taylor would hate. But let me try to pick the ones that are like the most non superhero -y possible. To kind of win me over. Yeah, like something that's like, oh, this is set during a world war and like the kind of go with that angle. Um, you don't particularly like war movies either. So that was really a, a poor decision on my fact. I like um, but anyway. <laughs> history movies. Yeah. Like, I like movies. Well, A Hidden Life is set during World War II. So I wouldn't say that I don't. I, it's not that I don't like war movies. I hate American made war movies. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I mean, you even admitted the Red Skull stuff was very interesting oh, to yeah. you so, in that movie. Yeah. Um, I was going to get to it when I gave, when I kind of did my Skip It review. So obviously it would come as no surprise. Captain America, the first, event, first Avenger was on my Skip It list. Uh, <laughs> um, and I had said in my original review, if the movie was just about Red Skull, I would have loved it. You would have loved it, yeah. Like, I found Captain America so boring, like... I know, and I'm sorry, I know he's your favorite superhero, but for me, like, I just did not like it. But if it was about, like, that Nazi occultism and how, like, they've harnessed it to make this, you know, Hydra, like, if it was just a movie about Hydra, like an origin movie, definitely would have been game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, that's been a, a big Marvel thing is they, they use a supervillain once and then they get rid of him. So he's um, not in any of the other Avenger movies? Uh, no. So Red Skull, the character, comes back for, for one scene in the final Avengers movie, um, but it's played by a different actor because Hugo Weaving wouldn't come back. Probably because he was like, y'all wasted me. Yeah, oh yeah, and he's like... He's relatively well known and has been in a bunch of things. So, oh yeah, he's um, like a different. he's a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Captain America: First Avenger. I put it at the bottom, just you know, by the nature of it. Um, but my list, I'm going to go through, and I'm actually going to go through in order because I really want to talk about my top five. That's kind of where to me the Seats uh, really stand. So my top five um, of all of the eight Seat movies that uh, that I saw this year were Uncle Frank, number one. Um, the Five Bloods, number two. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, number three. The staged filmed Hamilton, which was on Disney Plus, number four. And Train to Busan Presents Peninsula at number five. So these these five to me stood out in terms of all my see-its. The, these five kind of stood out from the other three, which were mouthpiece 
which also came from one of our movie clubs. Actually, the most recent um, movie club uh, that we our did. Experimental, experimental film. film. Yeah. And the fact that, to me, the fact that Mouthpiece is even on my seat list says something about, about this year, about, at least for me, expanding my watching to a lot of different types of movies. Um, and then my number seven pick is, is another one that came from our movie club, The Awakening of Madi Walkenbrick, um, who that movie was selected by you as a movie that thinking that I wouldn't like. And I actually loved it. It has um, subtitles. I thought it was fantastic. It has subtitles, <laughs> number one, which I, I you know, normally don't like. <laughs> and, and it was, I thought it was extremely well done. I thought it was funny. I thought it had a lot of heart. I really liked the actor um, who played our lead role. I thought the family was was really interesting and dynamic. So there was a lot of stuff there that I liked about it. So, but 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 again, those three movies, to me, they came out in different years. They were all they were all part of movie clubs. They're at the bottom of my see it's because, you know, they were just sort of, I would say, like a cut above what we saw out of the other movie clubs. They just to me stood out as as kind of a see it. But my five, I'm really sticking to. I think these were the five best films that I saw all year. I think Uncle Frank's fantastic. It's a movie that should get some Oscar buzz. I don't know if it will, but it should. It should get some some at least for for writing, maybe direction, certainly for for acting, because I I thought that you know the actors in that were phenomenal. So Uncle Frank, number one for me. The Five Bloods, I liked it a lot more than you did, Taylor. Um, and I, I remember was, from yeah, even when we yeah. did the original review. Yeah, yeah. And, but again, I'm I'm a big fan of Spike Lee. Not everybody likes his filmmaking. I know a lot of people were. I remember when we reviewed um, Black Klansman. There were quite a few people who who said that they didn't like the transitioning and the editing and they thought it was weird. And a lot of that still exists in all of his films. I, I just like it. I think it works. Um, so to me, it, it's number two. I thought it was really well done. Portrait of Lady on Fire is the last film I saw in theaters prior to the pandemic at the screening room. Um, and it still stayed with me as a, a really, really well done movie. I loved the symbolism. Um, and the the kind of using art to kind of mimic what was going on um, in that movie. Um, the staged recording of Hamilton, this is how you should do a musical. Nothing else to say other than that. That's the best way to record a musical. If you want to see a musical movie, it's something like Hamilton. Um, it's not The Prom. Um, it's <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, and then number now five. I really, train- now I really want to review The Prom. I, no, we're not doing it. I don't care. <laughs> People can ban request be, all they want. <laughs> that'll be my movie for next week. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna review the prom. Maybe. That's fine. I'm not going to. I have I have already <laughs> seen three other movies over the past week that I can review for next week. So I'm not gonna review the prom. I don't, I don't need to put myself through that. Um, and then, as I said, Train to uh, Busan presents Peninsula, um, film from Korea, zombie movie was a set uh, it was sort of a sequel in some capacities to another movie but i thought it was very well done but to me that's kind of the my takeaway from 2020 is because of the pandemic my movie watching has really spread and grown because i've got eight movies here that are quite different from each other and there's several movies that normally i don't think would be on a list you've got movies with subtitles you've got movies that were done experimental film you've got a musical um I think what what at least three three of the f- movies on my list here the the first language of the film is not English, so that to me that says something about my own character culture. growth. Absolutely, and the 20, fact that I like twenty twenty not just the, that I saw them that I like twenty twenty the year <laughs> of Mike's character growth. Exactly, you, you you force me to go nowhere and do nothing, and I grow. <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, let's move on to streamits, Taylor. What what were your streamits from the year, and and what were the best out of those? Yeah, so originally I gave Sonic a streamit, like I had said earlier. Um, this was the last movie I saw in theaters. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, Sonic holds up. It is a good movie, and I am not even going to be embarrassed about it that it was one of the best movies I saw this year. Um, so I would bump Sonic up to a see it. Um, it is available on Amazon Prime right now, so easy to get a hold of. Um, I also watched The Platform that was on Netflix as well. That was another Netflix uh watch party I did with um 
two of my um, good friends, Aparashita and Val, who actually came on the show to discuss the movie when it when we had watched it originally. Um, I would still say this is a solid stream it if you're into body horror, thriller. I thought it was a very inventive story. I mean, in terms of kind of its politics, it was pretty, you know, pretty straightforward in your in your face, heavy handed, I guess. But just the um, the storytelling was really interesting and cool. So for me, platform still a stream it. Uh, another stream it that I had was Black Cop. This was also from um, our Canadian movie watching mm-hmm. club. Um, that one's on CBC Gem. I thought it was an okay movie. <laughs> I wonder even if I would drop it down to a skip it. There was things that I just really didn't like about it. And I had said this when we first reviewed like the monologue you know, yeah. do you remember that? How I do remember the monologue, and I remember the kind of odd moments that we discussed, and how I, I also agree there was a lot of things in there that just didn't really work. The monologue was weird, and like the kind of cutting to him being kind of on a stage, sort of and yeah. doing various things was a little strange. Yeah. So it's a really soft stream. It for me, um, I think it was really timely, even though I think it came out in 2017. We reviewed it at a time yeah. where. Um, politically in the year um discussions around policing discussions around diversity were cropping up again black lives matter was gaining steam so it was a good watch in the sense that it was addressing issues within almost a canadian context so yeah yeah um, which was nice to see right because we sometimes get lost especially like i mean i know i'm guilty of this i'm sure everyone out there can relate you're watching the news and you get the feeling of, oh, yeah, that's far away. That's in New York, or that's in Chicago, and that's in Minnesota. And that, you know, you're watching the news and you're interested and you're engaged, but you don't put it in context always. And I agree with you. Like, for me, at least, watching that film, even though it came out two years ago, just made me go, okay, well, two years ago, it was it was probably timely too. Yeah. And it's timely now, meaning there hasn't been a lot of growth. And I liked the fact that it was set in Canada. And it's nice to have that feeling, even though, you know, it was it was a heavy movie. It did help contextualize the conversation. And I think it was very timely. So, yeah, I agree with you about about the content. That doesn't mean that we automatically love everything about the film. There's lots of things that we criticized about it, but it was timely. The very CBC acting at some point. Yeah, yeah. except for the lead, except for the lead. He He was was strong. He was strong. But Mm -hmm. all of the supporting actors, I was like, oh, this is... This is Canadian. Um, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. What did Jack do? That was our um, David Lynch 11 movie, eleven minute short film that Mike had picked for our experimental movie club. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It got a lot of slack during our movie club. Um, it was not well received by our panel or by our listeners. <laughs> but i understandably I, so <laughs> i stand behind it as a streamer i really liked it i think if you like david lynch you'll enjoy it for what it is um was it kooky yes zany whatever but um to me it's still a stream it you could even watch it on an airplane because it's so short um no. <laughs> nope <laughs> no you can't you can't no yeah i 100 agree with you you would watch it on an airplane and be like well that was a waste of 17 minutes like it just wouldn't work yeah <laughs> My next one was mouthpiece. I um I really struggled during our experimental film club. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there were yeah, you didn't like a lot of them. No, I'm not really. I I like traditional narrative structure, and I'm um I say it a lot on the show. Like I know what I like, and I like what I like, and I'll stand behind not liking certain things. And I would say that this experimental movie club did not convert me to experimental film. I know, I know on the show, I'm probably perceived as more of the, like, I would say in terms of our taste, Mike, I'm more of the artsy one compared to you. Correct. (laughs) But um, I would still say, even though I'm more inclined to maybe quote unquote art house cinema or like foreign language film, I still like a traditional narrative structure. Like I don't mind mm-hmm. like experimental qualities to the filmmaking. Like like I said, I really like David Lynch, but um 
yeah, Mouthpiece wasn't really for me. Um, also a Canadian film. Um, did we watch that on CBC Gem? I think we did. That was CBC Gem, yeah. yeah. I have the Lovebirds on my stream it, and I would actually bump this up to a see it. This was a really yeah. fun... If if you are looking for a movie that you would have seen in theaters, like if you're missing sort of the theater experience, like quote unquote blockbuster, like if you're looking for like a blockbuster comedy, like romantic comedy, Lovebirds is it. I really enjoyed it. I thought the leads were really charismatic and they, I think they had really good chemistry. I thought the story was fun. Um, it's not like, it's obviously not the best movie of the year, but it's certainly not the worst movie of the year so I would bump it up to a see it and then my last stream it is the awakening of Maudie Walkenbrook which um I enjoyed um I wasn't done like I wouldn't die to see it sort of thing so that's why I I'm gonna keep it a stream it and then just as a yeah. reminder I'd probably bop the ravenous to five bloods how to be a good wife and coal miner's daughter I would probably bop those down to stream it's Bump those down and then Lovebirds and Sonic up to yeah. skip it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that, that you know, going going back to uh, the the awakening um, uh, of Madi, we can't say his last name. Um, I think that's how it's said. I, we've, I remember we had this discussion when we did the movie and we figured out, oh, because they said it a couple of times yeah. in the movie and we kind of got it. Um, but it's interesting how how you didn't like it as much as me and you picked it yeah. thinking I wouldn't like it. Like that that's kind of what was fun about those movie clubs is, is you kind of got that unexpected moments where, you know, so, someone who who has sort of certain film sensibilities like me likes those types of movies when normally I agree with you. I think people would be like, "Oh, experimental movie club" or "Oh, these movies that Taylor picked." Yeah, Taylor will like them, Mike won't, but sometimes, you know, it was the reverse. I think it was a, it was a okay movie. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. enjoyable. Um, not much to write home about, but overall it was a pleasant experience. Yeah. Okay. So my stream it's um, a couple more stream it's in here than see it's, but I actually originally when we recorded, I was hesitant to bump any movies down, but you've inspired me, Taylor. A couple of my stream it's are going to get Do it. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, so I, I saw nine films. Again, I'm going to go in order because this way I can kind of talk about them. I did rank them and the two at the bottom I'm really going to spend most of my time on. But my stream, it's the these first seven I, I want to keep here. I think they're just solid stream. It's, I've got The Trial of the Chicago 7, um, Netflix film that I reviewed oh, probably about a month ago. Um just before our last movie club, I think, is when I saw it. Um, that movie had a lot of great things going for it. There were there were really great performances in there. Um, there were some really Eddie Redmayne performances in there. So it, the it worked for me. It's the lean. The lean he does. Um, it's a solid stream it for me because I think it had a lot going for it. But I wouldn't quite bump it up to a see it, which I wouldn't with any of these movies. But Trial of Chicago 7, I think, is probably the best of my streamers. Um, the Invisible Man, I saw at the beginning kind of of the year. I thought it was a pretty good remake. I Elizabeth Moss was fantastic in the movie. Again, not quite to a see it because there's things that could have been done differently, but a, a solid stream it. Enola Holmes, part of the new movies that came out on Netflix every couple of weeks. I saw that as well. Just a fun movie. Definitely great for the family. Like if you're looking for a family movie, it's a fun adventure film. Um, something in it for everybody. Uh, Happiest Season. I put number four as a stream it. I think we talked about that movie um, last week. I think that was last week or two weeks ago um, when we taught, when we had uh, Missy and Nicole on the show. We were reviewing this as kind of a Christmas movie. I thought it was a solid film. I think I liked it more than everybody else uh, that week, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> Nicole and Missy were definitely, they were see, see, were on board. see it. Yeah. But yours was a yeah. hard see it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I said, I think I gave it a stream it, but meaning see it just because like, I thought like, okay, it's, it's, it's a movie you've seen before in terms of like the plot. And like, I've seen Christmas movies like this all the time, but I thought it was really well done. So that's kind of why it, it, it stood in out for me. And it was kind of in there. Um, and then I've got Emma, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga and Black Cop. Kind of those three to me are are in my next tier um, where 
Emma was good. It was funny at times. Again, great performances elevated that film to me of a script that was kind of like, meh. Um, but I, again, I, I enjoyed it. Eurovision Song Contest, I don't even know what, still what to say about that movie. Um, it was fun. It, it, was, it was fun, but it was, it, it, the movie itself was, was as crazy and ambitious as that song contest gets, apparently, <laughs> from everything that I've seen about it. Um, it was fun. So to me, it's in there. And I liked Black Cop a little bit better than you did, yeah. but I agree with you about a lot of the criticisms you have. But to me, it was still a pretty solid stream it. Um, there were two more movies I gave stream it's, but but I would actually bump these down. So there was The Burnt Orange Heresy and Under the Skin. The more I sit with these movies, the more nonsensical they kind of become in my mind. And I think they're wasting space being in stream it. So I would actually probably bump those all the way down to skip it's or like very soft skip it's or very, very soft stream it's. I just don't think they belong in a category with the rest of these movies by way of what I liked about them. The Burnt Orange Heresy was a very strange movie, also had to do with with art and someone going to an old artist's house to like steal his final work. And it being it was very, very strange. And then Under the Skin, again, I think I liked it a little bit better than, than I hated else it. on our You hated it. I remember you hating it. And the more the movie sits with me, the more the ending bothers me. And I think kind of ruined what was an interesting slow crawl build up to me and then it didn't go anywhere and i generally don't like that so i would actually bump those down um so burnt orange heresy and under the skin are the worst of my stream it's but the trial of the chicago seven happiest season the invisible man and enola holmes i think are the best of my stream it's um now it's time to airplane it um now if i remember correctly taylor you didn't give anything an airplane it this year no, I guess I was pretty decisive in my um, movie list this year. I would say that um, there are movies on my list that you could watch on an airplane, but are better than just being airplane movies, if that makes sense. So some movies that you yeah. could some movies that you could watch on an airplane when we're allowed to ride an airplane again. Lovebirds would make a great airplane movie, light, fun, not too serious, you know, a good hour and a half, maybe two hours to kill on the airplane, um, as well as Eurovision Song Contest would make a good airplane movie. You know, you want a movie that isn't too serious, pass the time, help you zone out. I also like using airplanes for an opportunity to watch movies that... I kind of am interested in, but I wouldn't maybe necessarily have a chance to watch other times. So that's yeah. why, um, that's probably why I don't really have any airplane movies this year because, um, anything that I kind of wanted to see this year, I did, I did end up seeing cause there wasn't anything else to do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you had the time when, when otherwise you might not. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I would say if you like really needed a movie for an airplane, Bill or uh, Eurovision and Lovebirds would be fine yeah. airplane movies, but I do think that they're good enough on their own that they are worth sure. seeing. You don't yeah, need and to that's, wait for yeah, the airplane. Yeah. yeah, and and that's you know that's how you use the kind of airplane it as a as a way to like okay you know wouldn't normally get a chance to see it so this is a perfect time. I kind of use the airplane it more as they're just not quite bad enough for a skip it, and you could kill time on an airplane yeah. by watching these movies. But I only have four in there, and one of them you probably shouldn't watch on an airplane anyway. But I, I have four: The Ravenous. Um, yeah, which, you don't want to watch a zombie movie on an airplane. Yeah, to, to me, I would probably just bump that up to a stream it because I just don't think it was it was bad to give it a skip it. But uh, there were again, there were things about the ending I didn't like. There were things that to me weren't didn't really make any sense. But I enjoyed the ride overall. Um, so The Ravenous is probably the best of the airplane probably move that up to to a stream it and then i've got greyhound downhill and move on 2020 so to those me, are good those are good airplane movies yeah. in my opinion yeah like greyhound downhill move on 2020 they're perfect for an airplane because move on you've seen it before they took out everything that made the first movie good none of that exists in this live action version save it for an airplane downhill downhill just didn't work for me wasn't wasn't particularly funny or heartfelt or interesting as i think it was supposed to be so i think yeah if you're going to kill time on an airplane do that and then greyhound yes it has action pieces to it but the kind of intrigue of that movie is you're sitting 
in the boats with with sort of the captain who's Tom Hanks and and the crew and they're mathematically figuring out you know how how this sub is following them and where are they located and what's happening so I find that to be the most fascinating part of that movie um so I give those three an airplane it for that reason so yeah I would bump the ravenous up but the other three Greyhound downhill Mulan 2020 were my airplane it's okay let's get to skip it's um this is to me where it gets very interesting Taylor, what were your skippets? And uh, you got to pick one, one movie that if you absolutely had to watch again, and maybe again and again, which one would it be? Okay. Also, I'm nervous because this is around this the time last episode where we lost it. So yeah, <laughs> no, we're, we're actually two minutes. We're two minutes into where we lost last time. So you're all right. You're... <laughs> okay. So my stupid was under the skin. Um, no shock. I really did not enjoy that movie remotely during our experimental movie club. Um, it was a Scarlett Johansson vehicle. So already it had a black mark against it. And then on top of it, it just was stupid. So it's definitely a skip it. Staying a skip it. The Neon Demon, also part of our experimental film um, club. It was actually the movie that I had picked. I actually had a high hopes for this movie. It had been on my to-watch list for a, a long time, to be quite yeah. frank, since it had come out. Um, I liked it probably more than everyone else did. Um, so you did. But at the end of the day, I said, if you're into sort of occultism, if you're into kind of, you know, beautiful young women, um where things are kind of uncanny um you're better watch better off watching one of the suspiria movies so neon demon was a skip it she dies tomorrow was the third and final well maybe not the final but the third movie that i had seen um at the screening room during the pandemic i also had high hopes for this movie because reading the description i thought it would be something that i was really going to be into um i had said that this was a movie that tyler vance would like and it turned out that he did like it so that's probably all our listeners need to know about it (laughs) um it was not um it was really slow and i think part of my movie reviews this year have really been informed by the pandemic in the sense that like this has been a really heavy year what kind of movies do i want to watch um And She Dies Tomorrow isn't really a movie that I want to watch during the pandemic. So skip it. The Devil All the Time. Um, I thought I liked this movie, like reviewing this list. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I put skip it on the list. But we really didn't like it, eh? We did not like this movie. That's the thing. Like, (laughs) It's one that also, like I went into going, okay, we've been sitting in this pandemic for a while. We finally got some some new releases coming to Netflix. This this one will be pretty good looking at its cast. Seemed like an interesting story, but both you and I did not enjoy this movie. There are elements that I liked about it. Um I liked what it could have been. Um I liked the couple that were on a murder spree. I liked Robert Pattinson. Um but it would probably still be a skip it. Um, the last yeah. man on the moon was a documentary about the last man on the moon, the last yeah. man who traveled to the moon. Um, Mike picked this one for me because I hate space. It is a documentary <laughs> that can be found on Netflix. I found it really boring. I mean, I don't like space. So watching yeah. a documentary about space isn't really my cup of tea. Um, I think there's definitely better documentaries about the 1960s and probably about the space program in general. So still a skip it. And then Captain America, the first Avenger also a skip it for me. Um, As we had discussed, I liked all the red skull stuff, but any of the, the Captain America stuff couldn't care less. If I had, there wasn't enough of the red skull stuff to kind of, there wasn't enough to make it worth it. I agree with that. Yeah. So looking at this list, Dang, if I had to pick one movie that I would yeah. have to rewatch. Yeah. Ooh. Like what's the best? Yeah, give us both. Give us what you think is the best of this list and what's the worst of this list. So like worst, worst, worst <laughs> under the skin. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. a movie that I would watch again. Can I pick Captain America and skip all the Captain America parts? And just no, watch. you gotta watch the whole movie. I might pick the devil all the time. Really? 
Yeah. That surprises me a little bit. That surprises me that you wouldn't pick Captain America just because at least you can kind of like be on your phone and then watch the Red Skull stuff. But you, you really would go through Devil all the time again. There was enough in there that you Well, liked. when you put it that way, I'd probably Captain America because you're right. I could be on like Instagram and then like. Yeah, you can't up. skip, but you can be on Instagram. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah, do whatever yeah, you yeah. want. Okay. You just sit there and just, yeah, not pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Captain America. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a win. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that You've as a 2020 me. win. Yeah. Okay. And then, sorry, your worst was under the skin. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Th- fair enough. I mean, I, I understand. Again, I think I liked it a little bit better, but but I get it. I, I bumped it down too. Um, okay. So my skip it's there's, there's nine on my list. Um, and uh, to me, there's a clear movie that's at the bottom. Um, and as I go through my list, Taylor, I think you'll be able to guess what it is. Um, so um, my first skip it, the one that I would pick to watch again is I'm thinking of ending things. As much as I didn't like this movie, I do like the potential of what it could have been, which is something that, Taylor, you just brought up about another film that I think about a lot. Sometimes when I watch a movie, I think about, oh, if you had done this or this, it would have made it that much better. And sometimes that elevates a movie for me, and sometimes it just makes me mad. Um, But in this case, I think there's enough in I'm Thinking of Ending Things that I probably could enjoy a rewatch of that. Um, but again, it's still on my skip it list because I just I just couldn't get into it uh, in a way that other people did. I don't think it's as good um, as some of the other work um, that that director's done. Um, Tenant is a skip it for me. Tenant is is a movie that was just a disappointment. I'm a, I do like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. I did not like this one. Um, I just think it was nonsensical and not in a way of like I don't think audience members are dumb for not understanding it. I think Christopher Nolan was too convoluted and didn't quite He was know dumb he for making it. Yeah, frankly, like I think he was he was trying to be too smart and it didn't work. It just didn't. Like it, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was kind of nonsensical. It didn't not a lot of things happened in it that were interesting. Wasn't a fan. Um The Devil All the Time, still a skip it for me. I really didn't like the movie. Um The Neon Demon, I actually kind of felt the same way you did about it as the movie was starting. I started to be like, oh, I'm kind of into this, and then kind of fell apart for me. Last Man on the Moon, don't know why I picked that for our movie club. wasn't good. <laughs> Even for a documentary, <laughs> I was like, no, it's no good. Uh, Coal Miner's Daughter is on my list. Uh, the New Mutants, What Did Jack Do, and A California Christmas are all kind of on my list. And that's where, like, basically, What Did Jack Do, The New Mutants, and California Christmas, to me, are, like, as I tier things. Those three are near the bottom for me. Um, I just think they didn't work in a lot of ways for me. Whereas the other ones I'm like, ah, like they're not good, but at least they're better than those three. So Taylor, between the new mutants, a California Christmas and what did Jack do? Do you have a sense of which one I would pick as the worst? A California Christmas. That's correct. A California (laughs) Christmas. Also, I believe trending in a top 10 at one point. Yeah, it was the week we watched the week you watched it. It was trending. Listen to me, people out there. I am not one to judge people based upon their movie watching. I never, I, I, I respect people. I, you know how much I don't like her smell. Okay. I respect Tyler dance. I think he's, I think he's very smart. I think he's a great person, but we can disagree on a movie. A California Christmas has no redeeming qualities to it. Even, Why are you watching it? Even the name is dumb. It's just, I could think of so many things you can do with your time. That's more interesting. Take a shower. More interesting than California Christmas. Maybe, maybe I don't know, clean the floors. Uh, uh, read a book. Do literally anything. Spend spend an hour and a half on, on YouTube. Play a video game. I don't, like All of those things are going to teach you things and be better for you, for your body, for your mind, for your soul, than watching a California Christmas. Pure garbage. Worst movie I saw of 2020. Came out in 2020. Worst movie of 2020, A California Christmas. Fair enough. There you go. So what, <laughs> no, what, what, was, what is what, what I, did I miss it? What was the one you would rewatch? I'm thinking of ending things right. would be the yes. one I'd rewatch okay. Okay. again, just because there's enough in there that I'm like, Oh, this could have been done better, but there's enough interesting things in there that I think would keep me interested in a rewatch. Like I'm sure I would discover things that I didn't see the first time. 
Um, I think it's that type of movie. I still have to give it a skip it because I, I didn't think it was particularly good. But uh, in, in, given my choices, that one would be the one out of the nine where I'm like, I'd rather rewatch that than Tenant any day of the week. Fair enough. Um, but there you go. That That's our list where we've come to the end. We've gone through our 2020 movies. That was an interesting list of a lot smaller than it would have been had we done this in 2019. An interesting yeah. list for an interesting year. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, next week we've got kind of a normal episode. We're going to review some films next week. I totally agree with you, Taylor. We're going to bump Josh's idea to closer to the Oscars where we'll look back at the whole decade. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Gives us some time to put a good list together. So thank you, Josh, for that suggestion. We'll do that a little closer to the Oscars. And then as a quick reminder, uh, get those film recommendations into us. We're going to make the selection on next week's episode at the end. Draw the first two movies from a hat. And then we're off to the races for a month. Go stream some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.